0: Starting the last year in Kiraschamet, finish the topics that I was planning on speaking about. Today we're going to be talking about selling businesses on Pesach. The businesses that are being discussed, that are being sold, are mashke selling places. And for that, I need a little bit of introduction in. Russian um, alcohol distribution laws in the times of the Tsar. The way it worked was as follows. Each city had a specific person, or he was the boss in charge of selling mashka and beer in that town. All alcoholic beverages had to be sold by a under the control of a specific person. His place was called the Kantar. He was his his, uh, off, that was his office. The Atkop was the name of his division, and he was called the Atkopchik, the one who would be holding this right. He would have to pay a rata, a tax, every year, and that tax would be what would give him the permit to sell mashka and beer in this specific city. Now, he was not selling directly. He was officially the wholesaler for the city and for the villages around the city. And who would, uh, who would be the ones that actually sell it to the people was the shankers, the, the smaller bars and pubs in town. They were the ones who were in charge of selling to people. So the way it worked was the, he would produce it the, or he would buy it from other people, and then he would sell it to the Shankers. He would, as the one who was in charge of the, the one who held the contract, he held the rights to sell it, legally he held the rights to sell it, nobody else was allowed to sell in town wholesale. He would determine at what price he sells it to the pubs and at what price they will then sell it to the, to the customers he would not sell it on, he would not get paid for the mashka up front. He would give it on credit, and then as it was sold, he would get paid. And later we're going to see how exactly that worked. There was a discussion in halacha. So, the the being that legally you, you had that right to sell the mashka in town, you also had an obligation to make sure that your places continuously supplies the people. So if you are a, a shanker, if you had a pub, so maybe you could get away with closing it for a week, you would lose money. But if you were the main guy distributing mashket to the whole town, you had no legal rights to shut down for eight and a half days, nine days, to shut down your operation, especially, and this is the question, of the question that came up, it happens to be the Goyish holiday came out right around there, and all the Goyim needed to buy mashke, and there would have been a crisis, maybe a pogrom, I don't know. Never know what could happen in these places if there was no mashka available. That was how it worked. Now, we know when it comes to selling a business on Shabbos, there's, a, there's the al it has a tshuva in simon Bays regarding Shabbos, about how to sell a, a, a pub, a, 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 a shank on Shabbos, for Shabbos. And the way that al describes for Shabbos, he says, you go over to the Goy before Shabbos, and you tell him, Let's, if I would hire you to be my worker for Shabbos or for selling in my store, I would give you, let's say, for every bottle of mashka that you would sell, you would get $1. For every cup of beer you'd sell, you'd get 25 cents, whatever it is. And and uh, how much does he usually sell the bottles of uh, mashka for? $10 he would sell it. And uh, the cups of beer for $2 or $3, whatever it is. So then he'll tell him, listen, I'm going to right now sell to you all the mashka that I have, I have 100 bottles of mashka, at 200, 200 bottles of mashka, and I have them I have them at 100, 100 bottles, 200 bottles, whatever, at $10 a piece. That's the price I would sell them. Now, I'm not hiring you as a worker. I'm actually selling it to you. But I'm not going to sell it to you at $10 a bottle, because then you're not going to be able to sell it for $10 a bottle. You're not going to make any money. I'm selling it to you for $9 a bottle. So you're going to make a dollar for each bottle. I'm going to sell you these big vats of beer that have a certain amount of cups. I'll sell you um, uh, each cup instead of $2 for $1.75. Now comes after, now we make an inventory how much we have in that of Shabbos. It's 100 bottles. Bites the Shabbos, come back and do an inventory. If it was a good day, there was, was a good yom to v'chage for the goyim. He sold 30 bottles, so he's supposed to pay not $300. He's supposed to pay $270, because he's paying $9 a bottle. And he sold them for $10 a bottle, so he made $30 off this sale. And that's what Alteleba says, you should do it now. And not only that, the Yid could actually go and oversee the guy as he sells the Mashka to make sure that he's not stealing from him. But that only works on Shabbos. But that Yesoid applies also on Pesach. The same city of, uh, um, of Raman is going to come up again in the Tzimach Let's discuss what happened in the time of the al a certain city that asked the Sheiris Yehuda, the brother of the al how to deal with selling these businesses to a Goya on Pesach. And that's in page 70 in your book, Sheiris Yehuda, Seminyut Beis. Starts with Oides Hakantar regarding this main wholesaler distributor office to people. Um, he would, the way he he uh, he says it has to be done is the Yid will sell to the guy all the mashke with a mechira gemura together with the room where the mashke is there. That means it's the store. Now the second point is you make the same cheshbon like we saw in Hil Shabbos that you sell him at a discount, each, each, uh, each bottle at a certain discount. However, you have to make sure when you tell it to him, you have to be careful how you say it. You're not telling him, I'm selling it to you at $10 a bottle, and you're going to get a dollar, a, a dollar uh, percent of profit from each bottle. Rather, I'm selling them to you for $9. And you could sell them for $10 because the price was already set by the. You can't change the prices. Now, the third one is that he has, a, he has to be able to sell it for a day or two after Pesach also. Um, and the reason for it is that he should be considered a koine and not a person who's holding a pekadin. If the, if the guy is only holding a pekadin, then it's not enough. The yitz still has bilos on it. It's a like, Obviously, it's done. According to the start of the Altarebbe, was sold to a goy properly. Yeah, and then after Pesach, if the goy goes and comes back and wants to sell it back to the Yid, and they're not going to deduct the dollar from each bottle, it is going to go back to him. Maybe, mean? huh? Because it's a trick, right? The goal is that the youth should make all the money. So he's going to look at it, and say, OK, he sat in my office and worked for this amount of time. And really, I should give you this amount of money. But maybe he didn't sell. Maybe he only held it. Maybe he wasn't the one that was in the store. that had to pay other employees. So the business went back to the owner the way it was. So as long as you, the, the guy should get at least In the Hashem, this is a built-in profit for the guy, whether he sells or he doesn't sell, at least for trying to sell. So let's say if this guy who owns the business is the guy who's going to, to he's not going to be the one standing and selling. There's other workers who are selling. So then, uh, at the end of the day, he's not, going, he's not going to want to complete the sale. The guy is not going to want to come back now and start dealing with the store and seeing how much was actually sold, and how much wasn't and to make the chashbayinus. He's going to give back the whole business and say, just like a regular mechilascham, give back the whole business and goodbye. And then at least he has to make a certain amount of profit. That's how the shei desi says. In short, that's how you do it. So it's pretty much the same idea as the Shabbos sale. At least lechatchile, that's the way it should be done. The only difference is over here, the yid is not allowed to hang out in the store when that happens. There is a tshuva that's a machedek Simon Memtes that is um, extremely long and discusses this whole topic. That's on page 122. The part of the story you already know, because that is regarding the same city of Raman, which was discussed in the other tshuvas, where they sold the Khamads, but they didn't tell the. So you know the, the, the way it worked over there was and but it's the same city what happened over there. The way it worked was that the uh, that uh, this wholesaler would sell it to the, to the local pubs at the price of three and a half ruble a bottle. Um, that was his wholesale price in town, out of town. The further you are from the city, the cheaper it went, as opposed to how it is today. Because in the city, there's much more customers. Outside the city, you couldn't sell for that, that high of a price. He would sell it for much less. It could be, uh, would even be a, a ruble and a half per bottle. And the Shankars would then sell it to the people for more. Now, the, the way they set it up was that the Yid who holds the rights to sell it, the, the, the document to sell it, he didn't sell the rights to sell. He didn't give the guy also the, the, the legal power. He owns the, he paid the tax. So he has a one year, so to speak, uh, permit. He didn't sell the permit to the guy. Why? The guy didn't want to pay the tax. He didn't sell a permit to the guy. The question is, how do we get around it? If the Yid is going to sell it at the lowest price that's available, which is a ruble and a half per bottle, the Jew's going to lose a lot of money because he could have sold it for three and a half in town, most of the bottles. If he sells it at three and a half rubles a bottle, which is the full price that he sells it, then it ends up being that he is, in, he is getting profit from his Suriano. And even if he sells it to him fully on Aleph Pesach, at that price, it's Tzadokhi, and if it works, that's how tzedek starts the question. That is the question. What was the question of the rabbi, if you want to know what the rabbi actually asked? If you look in footnote 8, he has the question. The question was as follows. First of all, that the wholesaler didn't have exactly a set price list. He had. He would sell to the. Let change a little bit the question. He would sell to the to the shankers at ten ruble a bottle. Some people outside the city would be depending on on uh, what price. If he would sell directly from his warehouse to private uh, residents, means he would cut out the 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 shankers. It doesn't have a set price. It would be whatever he decides as a wholesaler. If somebody would buy a lot, a bunch of cases of, of mashke, he would give him a discount. He would sell for cheaper. If the person was his friend, he would sell them even for cheaper. What was the minig? The minig was every year they would sell it to the guyish manager who ran this whole operation, because he knew everything. He knew how much to, how much it goes to this city and to that city, and how much to sell at wholesale, how much to sell at retail. He ran the whole operation. That you already know from the other children, That he the guy was the one who ran everything. And, and uh, he would be the one that would actually stand in the, in the business and, and, and sell, all the, sell all the mashke, even though the, the, the <laughs> tax, the permit was not on his name. He was the one who was standing in the store. You can, and you can't sell it to him everything at a global price, because there's no way of really calculating what the real numbers are. And then the question that the Rav has is if you're going to sell it according to the out-of-town out prices, which is much less. And then the guy is—you see—you sell it to the guy at five rubles a bottle, and now the guy goi is going to sell it in town for ten rubles a bottle to the shankers. The guy is making a lot, a lot of money. And the yid is losing money off it. And if you're going to sell it to the guy at ten rubles a bottle, which is the actual price that is that that is being done, then the yid is 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 having a Hanoi from israel Now, why? has the guy has a right to sell in town he's not selling based on his own he doesn't have a permit on his name the only way he's able to sell is because he's relying on the permit of the Yid if he's relying on the permit of the Yid means the reason why he's able to the Yid is able to sell to him and he's going to sell it weiter, is based on these eight days of the permit and these eight days of the permit the Yid is making money off it if he is making money off it he is mishtaker be hanoi, He is receiving profit from something which isurei hanoi. So the goes in different angles how to deal with this problem, with well, the various questions which come up, and that's what exactly we're going to be dealing with today. Siman Mentes is the main one, and then there is Simon Pezayan in this in this uh, print, which is really Siman Bays, I think, and that was a response. The Rav asked the question afterwards, and the Tzemach and the tzemach then, then, uh, then uh, responded back to him. So it's basically one long tshuva and one and one uh, and one short tshuva on this, on this, uh, on this uh, question, on this thing. Okay, so let's start with what Mahtsadak has to do with this with this topic. So he says like this. He starts by saying is that if you're going to sell it to him at a cheap price, and you're relying that he's and you're relying on the guy that after Yamtiv is going to give him a, a sale, that means he's relying on the good. The guy go, is not going to steal from him, then it's neither the Shorty. Seems like it's muta. Why? And the reason is simply, even though that the Yid is relying on the guy that the guy is going to give him the full profits. And he also knows he's going to get the full profits. We, we, the, and we still don't say that he didn't have in mind to sell it to him. We don't say there's a problem with the mechira. And all he wanted to do is to hire him as a worker. Why? Because we have the of the Trumas HaDashen, that you are allowed to sell, a mekh- if you do a mechira gemura, you're allowed to sell for much Cheaper, even if you know that afterwards the guy goi is going to come and give it back. But the problem with the Tirmosadeshin is, what's the whole Yisod of the Tirmosadeshin is based on the fact that he says that this is based on Matanah. The Yisod is based on Matanah Nusla Hachzer. Matanah Haqzir really works. Elamai by Chometz, we were Machmir middin Chumrah that we're not going to do matan Nusla but being that the whole reason why we don't do Matana and and Chometz is only Medin and not Medine, therefore, if it's only a Matana, it's also right. Anything which is similar to a Matana, like this one, which is a sale at a cheap price, and he's going to buy it back afterwards, is still Mutter. But the Pri Chodosh brings the Knesset but The Knesset Sakdela brings the Adbaz. And the Adbaz, the way the Pri Chodosh quotes him, is a Matana Nas by Chometz is not Oser Mitzat Chumre. It's Oser Mi Ad it's Therefore, how can you say that you're able to sell in a Mechireh, which is similar to Maton, if you're going to follow Pir you have a problem, you can't just sell it at a low price and then knowing that the guy's going to give you the higher price. Ah, you have the shulchan aruch. The shulchan aruch does not passkin like the pri chodesh. Pri after the shulchan does not passkin like the radbaz. The shulchan passkins like, like the truma sederin and the Al reben tafem ches sivov also passkins like the truma sederin. That essentially it works in a mechira gemura. If you do a proper mechira, you could sell to a goy at a low price, and what? The, and if the goy comes after, pay so and gives it back to him. It, we don't consider it as a reversal of the sale of Matana Masla We rather consider it as a new Matana. The Yid sold it to the guy. The guy wants to give it to the Yid. He's giving him a new matone, so it's not a promise. No Bali Yiroya, Bali So, therefore, it seems that if you do a Mechila Gmura at a low price, knowing that the guy is going to give it to you afterwards, it's still, still Muter, even though it's similar to Matana Masla But the Matana even if you want to say that matan completely is a problem, the says it's not really similar to matan What's the classical matan Everybody knows about lulav. It says by lulav we say matan Why is that? Because everybody knows that nobody wants us to be without his lulav. So if he gave it you as a present, he obviously gave it to you as matan l'asahachzer. As And de they didn't want you to keep it. He wanted to get it back. But over here by chametz. Maybe the Yid does want to sell it. Ultimately, his goal is to sell. He's not hoarding mashke. It's not his, it's not his uh, business. His business is buying and selling. He wants to make money. So if he's able to sell it at a good price, maybe he made a cheshben after Pesach, or even he's going to think in his mind, you know what? It was a good deal. I did get rid of, uh, it was a good uh, chage for the guy. I got rid of uh, a full two truckloads of mashke. So even though I didn't make as much money as I would have made if I would have sold them bottle by bottle, independently, but poil right now I have a nice chunk of cash, so maybe there is. So there's no Umdene de Muhar that this sale with, at that lower price that afterwards would reverse, could be compared completely to Maana. Ah, huh? What? Yes, for sure, better. Yes, I'm saying so. That's why meikara. Even if you do it, you can't say it's mamashak matan l'sachzer. If he says mamashak matan l'sachzer, then it's Asr. But if we say it's not mamashak matan l'sachzer, why is it not mamashak matan l'sachzer? Because maybe the guy, maybe the yidus will want us to do it. So therefore, it's not such a problem. Essentially, unless we have a umdan of the or we have a gilid das that's clear that the Yid clearly does not want to sell it. He's only doing it as a trick. It should work. More so, the Tzermach writes in the Pnim of the Tshuva, that if that what the, the Radbaz says, that matan Aslach, Zemach Tzedek doesn't work, Midine, the Tzermach Tzedek says, I didn't find it in the in the Radbaz, what the Knesset Agdele says in the name of the Radbaz. Because the Chuvah of the Radbaz, the first quotes, does say that he's masking, he says, also afterwards, if you look in the in the footnote, there's, there's, there's a lot of times it's a this was written after the tshuva on the bottom of the tshuva. Afterwards, it says, after a certain amount of time, I did find a radbaz that clearly says that it is, that it is, um, that it is Medina. But let's put that aside for a second. That's the, that's the second reason that it says that radbaz himself, I, he, I didn't find. That he writes as Medin, it's only Medin khumra. And Bechlau, if you look at the Prechadosh who quotes the Radbah, the Knessag Delu quotes the Radbah, the who quotes the Knessag Delu quotes the Radbah, the Prechadosh explains that the reason is because we're dealing with a T'nai, you're making a condition that you're not able to be Mekayim at the moment. You're selling it to him, and you're selling it to him on a condition that's going to be. To, Somewhat of a condition is going to come back to you afterwards. Right now, you cannot be Mekayim that night because you're going to be over in Baal Yeroy, So, therefore, being that it's at night you cannot be Mekayim, so the Mechilah was never Chal because of the Tanai. Being the Mechilah was never Chal because of the Tanai. So, you're still over in Baal and Baal Yeroy, Baal Yemotze. And the Tzimach Tzirk says that Yesoid is also wrong. Why? Because. The, if he, he proves it also that if you are mekayim, if you do a it Tnai, it's Aimbi Yadila Saiser right now, but afterwards the t'nai is fulfilled, then it works the Mafreya. And you not it's considered, even if you do matan nas if the t'nai will be fulfilled, it will be considered the Matan al to the goy for the whole antivir. Now, it just happens to be that this, that this idea that we mentioned before, that about, whether the Maslachazir and Chometz is Medine, is Chumre, or it's Medine, if you look in the Sheiris Yehuda at the end of Simon Yud, which is in page 68, by the way, he says clearly that if you do a Kinyan of Ashtar without, just hold the place, we're going to go back to, if you do a Kinyan of Ashtar without, without a Kesef to the Goy, then it doesn't help at all because that's considered a matana of Nasla Hachzir. And he says that even though Truma Sadeshin writes that it is a Khumra and not Medina, still no, anishy me'och mimoyri ochi Rabino Agon a goin' zakhen the sheyesh and shadin, Shayesh boy isur bayrobay motsimina to he says the any zoich time ahead of, I don't remember what Al-Tarebah's reasoning was, but Al-Tareba did hold that his mamesh isur by Matsimatara, not like Trima Sadesh he explains the Chayirah has to do because the matana masla HaHazir, where the Hanoi that's received as a, as a result of this matana does not go to the makabo of but rather goes to the Neisna Matanah. And especially in this scenario, where the makabo HaMatanah will have zero Hanoi from it, that's definitely considered a Haramah, and it's a problem. Now the machzor continues in oisbeis that he asks the, the question, the, the discussion then goes into the shit of the lechem mishnah. Lechem mishnah says that when you do a mechira schometz, it has to be a mechira gemurah without any tani. If you do any tani, it doesn't work. The question continues and asks why is it that if the tani is not miskayim, you are? Why if the tani is miskayim? You're still every the body Maybe you should work Lama Freya. What's the proof for it? In a get, huh? If you're doing a get, you have, if someone gives a get, al tonight. And she got married and she had a kid. And the tonight was Niskayim down the line. Now, if it was not Niskayim, you have a problem. If it was miskayim, then the kid is Lama Freya Kosher, not a Mamzer. So if so over here also, if it's nine wasn't the sky, what's the problem? Why do you say Balirabah? Why is there issue of Balira Bali And Surahzir goes right and says, if you give him a ton of sh not Amnas la you stomp give him a ton without specifying what it is, and you don't say it's a matan gmur, it's even worse a matan Amnasla Haqzi. Why? Because if this you give if the yid would give all the khams as a matan to the goy, and he would not specify it's Amnas la he would not specify what it is for. We would think that in his heart he's not even fully giving him a matana. If he gives a hachzer, at least we know it's a full matana, but it's a hachzer. At least it's a full matana, par- partially. But if he does, it, just as matana, we have a chashash. Maybe he didn't have a mind to do anything. And over here, that's not a matana. Here it's a shtar with a price. This proves that it's not stamma matana, it's ma'amashim echil gmura. And therefore, we have no issue of So, therefore, why is it that, according to certain opinions, he says it's not, does it doesn't make sense to say that if there is a I'm not it means matana. With a Tanai, it shouldn't work. And Machir Al for sure should work. Now, if you look in the, this, you don't have to flip pages, if you look at the end of this chuva, of this there's over there, there's what's called the Madura Basra to this, to this, in uh, the end of this, Truva, there's a Madura Basra to these paragraphs. And over there, the Al-Azamah adds a point that's not here. That even though he says in Isser he clarifies this idea, in Isser is such a Isur, like by a get, we say that if, I, uh, if they give a get, it a, a get, has to be a get, has to be paper of the husband. If it's given to the husbands, the matana nasla hachzer, she is meguleshis. Why then, by chomets, are we going to say the matana nasla doesn't work? Elamai, he says that there says, towards the, so the end of the Tshuva, not in the his office. in the end of the chuvah, it's printed as a guru for the chuvah, he says that by a goy, one of the reasons is, by a guy, we have to look at what the go is thinking. If a guy is being told that it's a matana nasla hachzer, he will never consider it a real matan. In his mind, you just fooled him and therefore it doesn't work. That's an ice baze. Icegimotse Machada goes and he says that maybe it's that maybe it would be better if he sells it at the full price. Not at the lower price. The lower price we have a shaila, maybe it was not the full makidah. Sells it at the full price. And he has in mind that if the guy would want to fulfill the machidah, he's going to fulfill the machidah. Why, is, why would he be happy? For him, it's easy. From his point of view, from the seller's point of view, it's great. He just made all the money that he wanted. He has no reason not to sell it to the guy. The problem is, of Mishtaker bi This is where goes to the whole discussion. What's Mishtaker bi He says, if you sell it at such a high price, what does it look like? It's similar to a case of somebody who rents his house or rents his oven to a goi to bake chametz in it. The taz in Semen Tafnun holds that, according to a bunch of deists, there is no iser in such a scenario. But the, so over here, there would not be iser, right? Because all you're doing is um, you're renting out to him the, the, the property. The fact that you're receiving some hanoi from it is not a direct enough of a direct hanoi to make it oser. And the chametz itself is fully sold to the guy. So therefore, the, the goy is not working for a yid. He's working for himself. And you are allowed to have a knife and the money. But we paskan like a Shulchan, Shulchan Aruch. does not paskan like the, the shit that, that the Taz brings. The Al-Tarebbe is like that also. Not like that. that you're not allowed to rent out an oven to a goy to bake chomets on Pesach. And it's mashmah from Taisras. There's also the chatechilin, also mashmah from, from the ran. And even though the Rashba that we mentioned in the previous shir holds that the Isr to receive schar from renting out a place is only if you're standing and watching over it, but if you're just renting and going away and and, and not being next to it, it's muter. He says that the Machzedeck says torichyun and the of the Rashba makes no sense that it only works when you're present. And if you're if the if the rent if the one who's renting it out is not there, then he's allowed to be Mishtakir in. Isuria, no? Why? Because if you look in Yeridaya Simen Kuflamet Gimel, regarding the Isur of Yain Nasech, you're not allowed to rent a donkey to a Goy, if you know that he's going to carry Yain Nasech on it, to bring Yai Nasech on Ah, you're not walking with a donkey. Still also, So it's clear, it's not like the Rash, but it's only if you're standing over there. So that doesn't work. So we can't say... That we can't use the heter that because you rented it out, you allowed to be mishtaker and be sureno. That doesn't work. Now, you're going to say, you know what, let's do Avla. Why? Let's do it was a few days before, a few days after. Because, and, and this is something that the Bishyasev brings in the name of the Agur. The Bishyasev brings in the name of the Agur, that you are allowed to do avlah before Pesach. And Samachitech says, it still wouldn't help you over here. Why? Number one, the pre in and the Bach say that it's not one one day before Pesach, it's got to be like 30 days before Pesach. Number two, from the Gemara, it's mashma that even Bavlo, Ishtakar Besurah, knows also Asr. And it's a Gemara about Yay Nesach, not, uh, not about Chometz. And even though you're going to tell me, well, Yay Nesach is stricter than Chometz, because in Yay Nesach, even with the you know that I have any enjoyment from the money, and over here you're not allowed. Over here, it doesn't say that, but ultimately, you're not going to build a mechira based on the evidence. The It's for sure, sir, to be received schar from misuri HaNoah, even bavlo. So we're back to the same problem. If you're going to sell it to him at a full price, because if you sell it to him at a lower price, you have a problem. The mechira was not a really good mechira. Sell it to him at the full price. You have a different problem. That you're mishta'ka be Suri Hanoah. The third, another point, a much stronger point, is over here, the vast majority of the profit that you're making is not from the rental. When you rent out a donkey, you're not making any profit from the Einesach. You're making a profit from the donkey. When you rent out your oven, you're not making any profit from the bread. You're making a profit from renting the oven. Over here, what you're renting him the store for a week is babkas. The big money you're making is from the sale of mashka. So this is much stricter than the donkey. Over here, we are not receiving Hanoi indirectly. You're receiving straight Hanoi from it. So even though on Shabbos we say that Havloi is Moter, you can't compare Shabbos to Chometz to Chomets. On Shabbos, what's the issue of not receiving schar Shabbos? The whole issue of Shachar Shabbos is a Gzera. Gzera Shema yichtev. So you're gonna say Gzera Shema Yikhtev. Did not make Gzera on Havloi. But over here, it's a complete isur. If it's a complete isur, havla is not going to help you. So the fact, even if you're going to add a day or two before for renting out the, the, the business, even thirty days before, it's not going to help you because it's not, you're not having be the, the whole thing is from the the whole thing is from the chametz. And even if there are certain shittas that from there you can prove that midday, I say it's mutar in Suri I know how to do be Still not clear that Midr it's for sure asr. And if you want to bring a raya from the augur, still want to focus on the augur, it's still not going to work. Because the augur is talking about a case where you're renting out a house to a guy that you know that he might bring chametz into there. Then it's mutter. Over here, you're renting out. Forget about the mashkas. it's for sure asr. Over here, even renting out the room you're not renting out a house to a goy where you have a chashash that he probably will bring the unless he is gluten-free. Over here, you're talking about that you're renting him the store, and the store has all the chametz inside of it. So you're renting it with a clear idea that this store is going to be used for chametz. So even the rental price, you have a problem of of, of no And Oiz Da'odhi clarifies it even stronger, that over here, you're not only receiving Hanoi from the schar, like we said before. that that we explained that receiving Hanoi from the rental is Asur ba'avla, like we said until now. Over here, you're receiving profit directly from the chametz Why? Because you're selling the chametz at the highest price. And even though the chametz belongs to the Goy, when is the guy selling the chametz On Pesach. So therefore, your Nene, you're having Hanoi, from this chametz on Pesach, that according to the Rivosh, a yid having a noy from chametz of a goy on Pesach is also midiraisa. To sell isuri hanoy directly is also aser midiraisa. A yid is not allowed to sell chametz on Pesach, and the money that you make from selling money selling chametz on Pesach, it's a machlokes if it's also midiraisa or but for sure aser. Lechatchila. And the money might be also even but the evid, mid So therefore, to sell it at the full price is not going to work. The, because the money from the rental, you can't do Bavalo, because Mama She and And you know that the Khamat is there. And the money from the and the profit from the actual bottles to suffolk deir Isa, because you're having profit from the actual Khamets. It's for sure asr. Question is is it Asir Midir Aisar? And but the Evid you keep the money, or it's also, midiraisa and also you he's not know, even keep the money, or maybe the at least that Midraban is for sure also to keep the money. So there's no way to go around it. So therefore, so then, and then the temachtela goes in goes even further. Maybe it's not exactly as if I'm standing with my own chametz and selling my own chametz and Pesach. That's to compare the guy standing and selling the Chometz and me getting profits from it is not exactly like me standing with the bottles and selling my own Chometz. That's too extreme to compare it to. But I'm still having Hanoi from the Khamets of the guy, with another added point of view. What's the regular way of me having Hanoi from these bottles of Mashke? Not by drinking them, by selling them. That's my Derech Hanoi. Now that the guy is selling it, I'm also having the same hanoi, derech hanoi osir. If it's derech hanoi it's still osir. So now you're going to come and tell me, well, mechireh kederach, mechireh kederach, mechireh, it should only be, why don't, why are we going away from Mhtaka Surya? No. We should stay away from, mishtakel. We should say maybe it is Mtaka Surya. If you say it's not Mamish like selling like standing and selling, so it's again, you're only making profit from it, but you're not actually selling it. So let's go back and compare it to renting out a house. Samachsen <speaking in> says <Spanish> you can't compare it. By renting out a house again, you're not making money from the Khamets. You're making money hanoi Indirect hanoi. In and it's not khaderachanao. Over here, by a you're making money in a direct fashion. And therefore, if you're going to take the full full price of it, it's much stricter than than uh, than stamp somebody who makes profit from from from, from because over here, your mamash receiving Hanoi from the chametz itself, kederech, kederech Hanose. So therefore, we have, we're still stuck with the problem. How are you going to sell, to sell, uh, to sell, to sell this? So he says at the end of oishei, he says the way to sell La is if you also sell him the permit for those days during yom tov. You're not going to just sell him the chametz. You're not going to just rent him out the place. You're also going to sell him the rights of the permit to sell it. And then you're not having any because you were not able to sell it on Pesach. You don't have a permit. You sold the permit to somebody else. Who has the right to sell on Pesach? They go. You have no right to sell on Pesach. So you bought. You sold all your chametz before Pesach, at the time when you did have the permit. And you sold the permit. So now, all your Hanoi all happened before you sold at Pesach in the morning, all your Hanoi happened then, or the night before you'd base, and you're not having any Hanoi and Yomta from the comet of the goy because he can't he's not selling for you, he's selling for himself, he has his own, his own thing. But still Lavdaf gets completely. So let has to go and develop this new idea of selling the. The shtar, together with the selling the permit, together with selling the chomets, and renting out the store, and that's where it starts in, ois vav. He says when you rent when you give him the, the when you rent out your permit to the person to the person, it's not the same as renting out a house. Why is that? What do we what could we compare it to? There's a din in Hilkha Shabbos in Simon Reish Memhe. If you rent out a. The, uh, then Yidin had the rights to collect taxes. They would collect the taxes, they would stand there, uh, import, export, whatever it was, they would collect the taxes. And Shabbos was a day when there was other things going on. The Yid didn't want to lose the profit from Shabbos. What did he do? He would rent out his permit to the guy for Shabbos. That's in the Al said, it's not a problem. Why? He says you can't compare it to, a masker, to the one who rents out a melchetz, so that's also awesome. Because by renting out a melchetz, you're renting out something which is guf isur. The actual isur is there, standing and present. The melchetz, you're making money from people taking shav- taking baths in sh- on Yon The Guf ho'isur is there. But renting out the permit to collect taxes, there is no, there is no, uh, you're not keeping the guf, the, the guf uh, of the melchetz is not, there's no goof it's not over here. The yid by him giving it up, he's complete siluk, he's completely removing himself from this, from, this, uh, from this business deal. From this business deal. Why? Because he is he is uh, he's, the, the permit is gone, he has no right to do it anymore. So he says, but still, we have a different problem. Because even if you're going to say that it's fine to rent out a permit, to, to lease out your permit, the problem is that Taz also thought of this idea. And the Taz gives two problems. Problem number one, you can't sell something And even he's talking about uh, renting out a, a, the rights to gr- the, the grind the mills. The mills would grind grains. The grains were so he says you can't do it because first of all, it's davash le'balo because they're not. It's only the people are only going to come grind later, and second of all, even if davash le'balo elam the mechira works, it's only with davash sheikar. The davash kaim. Right now, there is something. Some, the davash the mechira will only kick in at the time that something will become chametz. So he's going to grind the grains. When, so then, when will the Mechila be chal? On Tuesday, when the guy, on, on Thursday, when the guy will show up to grind. But it's not going to be chal on out of Yom, when nobody's coming to grind. To grind, So therefore, so even if it's still not, the Mechila is not going to be chal till later. So you're being, receiving schad from Yisraeli no. So therefore, the Mechila does not work before. And the says an both issues of the, of the, of the Taz are not, a, are not relevant. First of all, the is in existence, not the Mechila, the Mashka's here. It's visible. You can walk into the you can walk into the warehouse and you'll see it there. And therefore, the the uh, mashke is sold to the guy right away. It's not a davosh And when is it sold to the guy? At the time when at the time when you're able to, to when it's still mutter to eat it on because It's still visible over there. The tzemach doesn't go into discussing. With this, he's answering why the mechile is chal right away, not like by the taz, the mechile is only chal later. But tzemach doesn't discuss yet the reason why, the, why the, it's not considered But on the, on the, again, tzemach Tzedek wrote afterwards, a sophist and a in Over here, the tzemach added, being that, the, that, that it's obvious that the mashke that is right now here is a davr shebe and it's bir say, and therefore on the mashke, there's no question, it's not davr shebe On the fact that you're selling it now for a higher price on that profit, that is something which you could say, is shebe l'aylom, that extra profit is But in this sale, when you're selling the actual mashke, and you're selling the permit and you're renting out the room, altogether there is one element which is which is which is, which is the actual mashke. The only thing which is lay is the is the rights, the permit to rent the permit that you're renting out to him that he could sell it for ten dollars a bottle. So therefore, that does work because it's attached to a davashabala and it's being sold as a package. And the Mechere starts from now, together with the whole package. The gets attached to the And it's Chal now because everything is Bain. And therefore it's fine. That's what the Tzimach Siddur wrote in Xavarit Kodesh on the side. And Tzimach Siddur crossed it out. It doesn't suffer producing. They would sell. They were not producers. You could if it was producing, it's a whole different problem. However, we still have somewhat of an element of having oil from chametz over here. Because so if, if you have the element of oil, you could always say that the, since the permit was sold also for Pesach, so the Yid is not able to have oil from chametz on Pesach. He's not able to sell it. Who's, he's profiting all before, and therefore, it is fine. And Bechlal, he says, this is all for answering the Taz. According to the you could, sell, you could sell a permit. So we don't have to worry about it. And the reason is, says an interesting reason. How did you acquire this, uh, this uh, permit? right? How did you acquire it? You acquired it by paying for it. But you paid for something. This permit is a paper. The same way you acquired it, you could sell it. Can't have that it, one. It's it's okay. Same way you acquired it, you also sell it. So it's not. So that's that's what Hamad Moshe says. You don't have to worry about the uh, about uh, the the permit being a the The next reason Samach Zedek brings is in Ois Zion. It's compared to siluk. Uh, uh, when you remove yourself from something, you're entitled to. There's a whole discussion if you're if you're able to be masalik if a husband is not able, a not able to be masalik either it's because it's a or because it's uh, even though it might be whatever it is, the only way it works is if it's a proper Kenyan is done, and there's a commitment to pay back the Yerusha to the Yerushim then you could say that the is Otherwise, a siluk that is not done with actual um, uh with actual uh, for consideration with actual payment attached to it and as something which is baloilam has no has no uh, has no power so therefore so, so therefore but over here it does work because siluk would work why because if you sell it to the guy let's say the says even if you're going to say that the sale is not fully because and at least you're masaling yourself from it. You remove yourself from it by this sale. You're removing yourself from it, and you're not making any profit off this, off this, uh, off this uh, idea. Yeah, this is essentially the main part of this tshuva. Now, in the Madurakama of this tshuva, which is on page one fifty-two, at the end, towards the end of it, one, one page, page one fifty-two. Over there, it's more. It gives more of a practical uh, outline how this is done. And with that, we're going to pretty much conclude that he sell the permits together at the same exact time as selling the mashke. And over here, the tzemach adds, "Yifchay sloy echod rubu mikolhin." You're deducting, like the she'eris Yehuda says, you're deducting from each, uh, from the from the full price. You're deducting a dollar of each bottle of each uh, liter. And you don't sell it, mamish from erev Pesach to mitzayyeh Pesach. You sell it from midbeis Nissen, and you give him enough time to sell it. And then it works, either because of siluk, like we said before, or because you gave him the 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 rights to sell. Even if the mechida didn't work for the permit, at least it worked as a matana. But this will only work for what sold on Pesach, that you could do that. But anything which is sold not on Pesach, you have to sell it to him at a much, at a much cheaper price. That means you're, you're renting him out the permit for 10 days, nine days. During those nine days, you could sell it to him for 9 rubles. Instead of 10 rubles, you sell it for 9 rubles, $1, 1 ruble less for each bottle. But anything which is sold after Pesach, once you already got back your permit and you're selling or sold before Pesach, when you still had your permit, how can you sell it to them for nine rubles? You have a right to, to sell them, to sell then. So you have to sell them at the cheapest at the cheapest price? Huh? On Pesach, you rented out to him the you gave him the permit. You had no way of selling it anymore. You, re- you sold it to him before Pesach for nine rubles a bottle so he could sell it for ten rubles a bottle. So now he has, so what, what happened over here? He sells, he sells the, he, sells the, he, he gave him the permit. I, I'm the seller. I can't sell anymore with a permit. You could, the guy could sell with the permit. So then I can sell them at a the higher price, because then I'm selling him the mashka and I'm giving him the place, and I'm selling him the permit, renting him out the permit. And the permit works, either Medin Siluk or Medin matana, whichever way you're going to work, because maybe his sale didn't actually kick in. But after Pesach is over, I retrieve my permit. I'm back to selling. And if the guy is now going to want to sell, I can't sell it to him for 9 rubles the same thing. Because the guy doesn't have the rights, doesn't have the permit anymore. The only person who has the permit is me. So if I'm going to say I'm selling it to him for 9 rubles a bottle, so he could sell it at 10, it's not going to work. Because I have the the permit, not him. The only way it's going to work is if I sell it to him for much cheaper and tell him go go sell it outside. And in the Madura Basr, in the Madura it's a that it goes the whole discussion. That a separate thing. There was a He says that also the 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 people who who sell the pubs also have to sell their chametz to a goy, and they can, and on that comes what the what the rav asked. That's in Simon Peivov. I think Pezayin over there. That the, the the other rav came and asked that the did the whole discussion. If the if the if the if the Pub owners are considered owners, because really, they're only buying it on credit. And the, the, the main guy, the wholesaler, comes in and measures how much he sold. And the Rav gives like a bunch of answers why, a bunch of reasons why you don't have to. Tzimach Sedek says it's Mamish like, like, like a purchaser. He, it's Mamish considered a purchaser. You can't say that it belongs to him. They can't rely on the of the, of the wholesaler. And Al also, in, in, in Simon Dalid, which is also in your book, I'm not going to go into it now, also says that uh, that uh, it's pretty clear that uh, the that, uh, pub owners have to sell their chomets independently. Yeah, but uh, how do you sell a business? So, if there's a permit involved, whether it is a license to sell mashke, or if you have a business like a uh, a, almost every business you have to have, you have, a, you have a, a, a nursing home. Spec- only specific people can have a permit to, to operate it and all these kinds of things. And when you sell it, you first you have to make an inventory. just right, today everything's computerized. You print out the inventory for everything and you see how much there is. You sell it to the guy for a price that's lower than, a little bit lower than your retail price. And then you see how much is sold after Pesach. And you take from it, from the net profit he'll get, he'll get the real profits from everything else. And uh, if he doesn't do it like that, at the end he doesn't want to go through the sale and buy and everything else, then he goes back as long as he gets a little bit of <laughs> schar But that shtar is going to be customized to every place. That's the best way to do it. But you have to make sure the permit is there also. And that the price is not the full wholesale price, but a little bit below the wholesale price, but it can't be too low. Uh, below the retail price, but it can't be too low because if it's too low, it's not really a mechira. That's the real way it should have been done. But, well, today people, the way people do, they just do a different, uh, similar star, and they just uh, rent out the property to a guy, and they and they sell it together with a general mechiras schometz. But really, if it's to be done right, it should be done with a with a. Uh, with the understanding that the prices are going to be let's say at whatever a 5% discount a 5% less than the than the than the on, on everything the whole store that's commerce is going to be sold at to the guy at 10% below retail and then he's going he's going to profit that 10% gap from whatever is sold in the business on uh, on on Yomtev. And that is the way. So it, but now, if you do a full shtar, a lot of times people have a full shtar of Shabbos and, and, uh, of Shabbos and Yom Tov, and they don't only give out, uh, uh, they don't only do for Hametz, they do for, the, let's say they have an open business for the whole uh, uh, nursing home, it has to be open 24-7. They do a full start in the beginning of, of the year with a guy that they rent, that he's a shut of 20% or whatever it is and everything. So then, over there, it's not enough to rely on that. They have to make sure they also do mechiras chametz. You could do it to the same guy, that he's that that not only is he a full owner of the property during that time, and he leases all the equipment. He also purchases all the chametz at a full price minus a small percentage from the from the guy, uh, from the owner, and then he he could make profit off it. Afterwards, and then you'd always do it. You have it like the al says. You have a few days after the Shtar, after Pesach, to make a cheshben. And if the guy doesn't want to make the cheshben, then everything goes back, and he makes a few dollars profit for it. With that, we conclude the Shiurim on Mechir